news. Your news. Your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. A motion has been brought before Limerick City and County Council to introduce a specialist cleaning team to tackle offensive graffiti. This is following the recent discovery uh, of offensive graffiti in the city and Councillor Conor Sheehan of the Labour Party and Fine Gael Councillor Sarah Kiley are both on the line to chat to us about this. You're welcome. Good morning to you. Uh, Conor, um, tell us then about this uh, gratuitously offensive graffiti that was brought to your attention. Well, Joe... There was really offensive graffiti brought to my attention that appeared in at least two locations in the city, both on Pahili Road and, and at Punches Cross. And what this was, was that it was graffiti aimed at the trans community. It was really, really some of the most offensive and disgusting graffiti I had ever seen. I'm not going to re- repeat on air what it actually was because, you know, the statistics that are there in relation to mental health um, and self-harm with the trans community are staggering. I mean, the LGBT Ireland report shows that 48% of, of trans people um, have considered taking their life, their own life and 75% of trans people have actually self-harmed. And the reason I brought forward this motion is because this is something that's already been done and implemented in Dublin City Council and it's where racist, homophobic, um, or transphobic or really offensive or disgusting graffiti is found that a team from the council actually go out and remove it within 48 hours as a clear sign, you know, that they have a zero tolerance approach to this. And that's what we need to have here in, in Limerick because, to be honest, now in fairness to, to the council, um, they did remove it, but I ha- it took it took a while to get it removed, you, you know, and I was very conscious of if you had a person who was struggling with with their identity and who had to walk and drive past that every day. I don't know how many times a day and what sort of an effect that might have on them. But did somebody take action themselves first and paint over it? With the graffiti at Punches Cross, they did. The graffiti at Punches Cross was, was done on the hoarding there opposite the Peony Court and somebody came along and actually painted over it in, in, in the meantime, which, you know, they shouldn't have had to do, but they went and did. Um, and I'm actually grateful that they went and did it because it was at a really busy j- junction. Um, yeah. Uh, we're chatting to Councillor Conor Sheehan and Councillor Sarah Kiley with us uh, as well. Um, and Sarah, part of the issue here is resource, isn't it? That, you know, graffiti is dealt with by a team in the council, but they don't necessarily have a fast action team to deal with something like this. That's right, Joe. And I'd first like to commend Connor on bringing forward this motion because I think it's very important. We spent a small fortune rebranding Limerick uh, recently, in recent years, and now we seem to be under siege with uh, graffiti taggers. And I think, yeah, the response time needs to be better. Um, and I'm, I'm glad we got the response of 48 hours from the engineers who responded in the meeting that that, that anything offensive would be removed. However, the greater issue for, for the city centre especially is the zero tolerance approach that Connor spoke about there needs to be across the board because we're at nothing really if we're going to be spending a fortune rebranding and trying to do um, upgrade work throughout the city if we're not going to be able to remove a bit of graffiti. Yeah, And I think if we look to Ennis especially, um, they have a zero tolerance policy on graffiti. When it's 
when it's when it happens, they remove it straight away. And I think that's something that needs to happen. Now, in fairness, um, our mayor Daniel Butler suggested that we start working with the Gardaí and looking at the pieces of graffiti, keep a log of them. And if we do secure prosecutions, that we can, you know, because graffiti. The people who who perpetrate graffiti use certain tags and they can be identified throughout different cities. It's a model that's worked in Europe. And um, as I said, the mayor did put that idea forward. But we need additional resources for this. Um, It can't just be done by the street cleaning team because they're under huge pressure as it is to respond to the normal stuff. And and Councillor Conor Sheehan, you know, the, the specialist team in Dublin, has it worked? Yes, it has, Joe. So basically any offensive graffiti that's found within what I would call the central district, business district of Dublin is actually removed by an organisation called BIDS. But any graffiti outside of that is removed by the city council team. And, and, and it's about having a small team. In the first instance, I agree with the broad thrust of what Sarah is, is saying. And in, and in fairness to her, both myself and Sarah have been on a crusade against Irish Rail trying to get them to remove graffiti on their property, both at the, the Kilmallock roundabout and on the, the railway bridge above the Park Canal. But I think, first of all, we need to have a two-pronged uh, approach. We need to have a small internal team to deal with the racist, offensive, sexist, homophobic graffiti and then we, but I agree with Sarah that we do need additional resources because we have a broader problem with graffiti. I'm blue in the face reporting it to the council. I'm definitely, if I'm blue in the face of reporting it to the council, I'm purple in the face from reporting it to Irish Rail in relation to, to the Park Canal Railway Bridge. And the f- fact of, of the, the matter is, there is a way to, to deal with this because many moons ago when my colleague Tom Short was on the council, he got a special space down by the state skate park across the road from, from Year Studios where a designated space where people could actually practice graffiti. And that's what we need to move back towards. We can't have a situation whereby we have, you know, our entire city centre um, being absolutely covered in this stuff. Um, right. as they well, and and, and that's, that's, that's a very interesting point, Sarah, isn't it? Uh, you know, should there be designated areas outside of those designated areas stronger enforcement now we're not talking about offensive graffiti we're talking more generally because there are people who believe that graffiti is a form of art yeah that's a very good point and i'm sure if it was brought to council um the council executive that is something that could be examined they're very willing to work with us and uh kieran lahan the director of service for the metropolitan area did give a commitment that they would look at the, the response times for what we call normal graffiti because it is a blight but it is something that needs to be tackled very quickly because as Connor has outlined there, there are a number of hot spots or black spots and every year the eye, eyeball comes out and we get hammered on it. Mm. It's just not good enough. Yeah. If Ennis can do it, I don't see why we can't. And just on a, an unrelated topic to one degree, but it is about streetscapes and all of that, Sarah, how worried are you by Limerick Chamber's comments in recent times? I know there was a response from the council as well, and we were talking about this again on the show last week, about the O'Connell Street works. Uh, yeah, I was very surprised actually at Dee Ryan coming out so strongly. Um, she she didn't contact uh, me, and and I've engaged with the, the chamber in the past. I was um, like we could have had 
a meeting with the traders. We could have facilitated a meeting with traders, with the chamber, with the executive and with the councillors um, to, to address any concerns that they may have had. I didn't think it was um, it wasn't very appropriate to just come out and start and start you know, kind of slating the contractors, slating the the, the, the the works itself. I think the O'Connell Street works need to be completed in a timely fashion. But if we need to have conversations, we don't need to drag Limerick through the dirt to do it. Well, you I know, know, you know D. D. Ryan isn't here at the moment. The person you refer to is the chief executive of Limerick Chamber. She may not agree, by the way, with your characterisation of the approach she took. And I'm sure she would say that she was representing the frustrations and views of members of the chamber who are becoming increasingly annoyed. It's not just D, but Councillor Conor Sheehan, what do you think? Well, Joe, I would slightly disagree with Sarah a small bit. Look, um, D. D. Ryan is... is is a robust woman and she was only doing her job um, in relaying the concerns that were brought to her. And I think if she wasn't so forthright and and so robust, then I think the people she represents would be banging down her door. But look, at, at the same time, this is a very convoluted and complex project. And I suppose what I'm looking for is a cast iron guarantee from the council that it will be done and that, more importantly, from my own point of view... And just to be clear, they're now saying things. September, aren't they? That's the latest. They, and they've also, they also explained then, to, um, uh, to Gillian on our show last week, uh, Seamus Hanrahan, I think, that the reason that they're now doing all of it together is to speed it up now. Yes, and look, they are saying September and they're saying November for street furniture. But look, I, I, I think it's something that we're going to have to grit our teeth through for, for, for the next couple couple of months or weeks. But, but here's your dilemma, Connor. It's an interesting point that you make there. Because I think, you know, most people would say, well, if we get to the end of this very frustrating process, and maybe there's some tweaks that can be made in the meantime, and we see the finished product being one that the majority of people listening to this show, uh, for example, can approve of and applaud, that's one thing. But I suppose the risk is if people are still critical of it after that. Well, Joe, I actually don't think the vast majority of people will be critical of it because I've seen the drawings. Um, we approved them at council level and I was happy to approve it. And I also think that if you look at the section that's been done, and this is one of the points that I've been driving home with the council, once that section is actually deep cleaned and once the streetscape has been transformed, I think the vast majority of people will look at it as something that's brought great additionality to our city centre. Yeah, and, and Sarah, there is one other point here, isn't there? Because I know a lot of people have complained in this show about the, the traffic flow um, from Patrick Street um, up through O'Connell Street at the moment. But it, it is worth pointing out that the traffic flow won't be that much quicker when this is finished because of the way that this was planned and designed. That's true, but I, I have to come back there, Joe, and say that I think once it's finished, it'll be it'll be a very good addition to the city centre and it will look well. But the traffic at the moment is slow because of the works. But like you said, the traffic layout won't change that much. Um, but I, 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 but I, think, I, think that's, I think that is a risk factor, to be completely honest. I expect to get a lot of calls to this programme when it is open and people realise that the traffic flow is still going to be much slower than they might have anticipated after opening. 
Yeah, I think one of the issues, though, is the, the lane um, designation. So at the moment, people who are in the left-hand lane or the right-hand lane, as you come up outside Pennies and Cruises Street, some people still think you can go straight on in the left lane and you can't, you have to turn left. So I think once all the works are completed, things would be much clearer for people. And I do think it's a very good addition to the city centre. If we didn't do this now, we probably wouldn't get it done at all. And I know Chamber were behind lobbying for, for this to be done. So yeah, but they, sti- they still are, though. I mean, the chamber, the, 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 but the chamber are not saying that they um, object to the project. It, it was to do with you know timelines and delays and what their members told them was being represented to them as the way this would be done, and then alterations and, and all of that. But anyway, very interesting to talk to uh, both of you this morning on those topics. Thank you very much. That's Finnegale Councillor Sarah Kiley and Labour Councillor Connor Sheehan. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nutch on Live 95.